Hello. <laughs> what is up, Platchat Nation? Welcome back. Platchat Valorant, episode 161. It's already shocking. I'm joined by Bala. I'm joined by Achilles and Platchat official guest of the year 2023, Matthew C. Elmore. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome him to the stage. How are you, Matt? Uh, I'm doing good. Can doing we get an good. acceptance she speech? Super, she is still super loud for me. Yeah, I have actually planned out an acceptance speech that can be, uh, you know, catered to by my father, who's just in the background. So uh, we'll wait as he rummages through things. I'm not real Hello, sure. Mr. CE. So. You just yoink your ice, man. That's Papa. Papa MC. I, Yo, no, I think it's actually uh, rock what salt. What a way to start this up. I think it's rock salt. Okay. Rock salt? He no, needs shit. that. But speech. Speech. Fuck you, Mimi. Oh, <laughs> no. We're all right. You want you come on this episode to take our money away? What do you want as a guest? I was the first they one. They say you're the guest of the year, and you, you plunder our funds. She's like... Okay, that's my bad. That's the first time I've done it, but you know, in true fashion or whatnot. You know, I mean, the biggest thing is I I'm excited. I'm watching the video. We can actually just pull up the clip, but I'm sitting there and like, oh yeah, this is cool. And then Mimi just immediately trashes me. She's like, Kanye is my Taylor Swift, and just takes the microphone and is like, Sliggy was the best guest in 2023, and just. You know, completely derails. I didn't it, say so. he was the best guest. I said he was the most prolific and came in clutch multiple times. But That's today, not you true. Came you in said clutch. he should have won. Did I? You said Sluggish. I don't won. remember it quite that way. That we're gonna. Words. I mean, we're gonna rewrite history, if anything, and say that she. You know, the no history what. books is that of the victor, and <laughs> I've declared myself the victor, and therefore <laughs> didn't quite happen that way. Uh, and guess what? Matt may have lost us the millions of dollars we would have made on ad revenue. But we've got more ads, baby. Let's go. Let's start the episode with an oh, ad. Because this episode is brought to you guys by ExpressVPN. Yes, it's a VPN service. Why do you need hey. one? Because VPN, good. If you're going on the internet without one, you could get hacked. You could have stuff stolen from you. If you're on public Wi-Fi networks, in an airport, out and about in a cafe, it could go bad. Guess what can help that? VPNs, baby. They're good because they encrypt your data. And people won't see what your traffic is. They won't be able to steal your passwords. They won't be able to see what you're doing. It is privacy. And guess what? You can get it today for a fantastic deal. Because we're How offering much? a partnership with them oh. at expressvpn.com slash Valorant. Where you can save on a deal. And guess what? You, you get that? Not just one device. You can access it on any of your devices. One click. Go. You're online. It's easy. I'm a fan of ExpressVPN. Because I travel a lot, and I'm in a lot of airports, and I like being able to access my stuff from home. I can look like I'm in an America and free anywhere I am. And I can also <laughs> do whatever I want on public Wi-Fi and not be afraid. So go to expressvpn.com slash Valorant. Uh, and please get ExpressVPN, because it's good. <laughs> Thoughts, Bola? That was very good. That was good. Was solid. Absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. My attitude would have been way different, but I don't know what their restrictions are. <laughs> what are you are. doing on the internet, <laughs> Seth? I, okay, can we take a moment, Seth, to, can you explain to the viewers what you were doing before you came on, late, mind you, 
for this oh, episode. Please. Oh, oh yeah, okay. sure. No, you you just, just start with it, the picture. Seth, Seth is subbing in for uh, well, a bombing I mean, yeah. man. Yeah. And Mimi, Mimi just keeps going at all the guests. Yeah. It's time for us to band together <laughs> and rise up over our plat chat overlords, Achilleos, and not tolerate this slander. I anymore. just want to know no, what Seth's day was like. I'm just I'm just asking him questions as a friend. Okay. <laughs> fine. I will I will explain. I went out. I had dinner. Uh, and I was I was with my lovely colleague Wolf. For those of you who know him, shout That's out great. to any of the the people who came over from like Overwatch. a real wolf. And uh, yes, he is a an actual just full size wolf. And uh, I just <laughs> went to a bar with him, and we had a good time just hanging out. And uh, it was good. And then I got home, and I uh, I kissed my wife good night. I sat down on my PC, ready to play some World of Warcraft. Looked at the time and said, "Fuck, I'm supposed to be on Plat Chat in one minute," and that's where I'm at. I've got a bag of Doritos, a bottle of whiskey. I'm ready to fuck. Let's go. <laughs> Have you ever been on a Plat Chat episode without a bottle of whiskey next to you? Yes. Really? Yeah. That's actually shocking. Well, that's, sometimes it's beer. That's cap number one because you literally <laughs> sit in front of bottles of whiskey. <laughs> like, there's a bottle of gin there too. <laughs> oh, that clearly changes things. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Okay, well that's that's beautiful. But let's hop into this episode. We're gonna be reading the patch notes to you guys really slowly across the mm. next two hours. So get yeah. ready for that because the first thing we have to talk about is oh my god, guys, new episode. Episode 8, there's a gun. Mm. Is this going to fundamentally break Valorant and destroy the world as we know it and shift the entire video game, Matthew C. Elmore? Uh, I think it's, like, has the potential to be extremely, like, meta-shifting on things. The good thing is Haven is out of the map pool. The bad thing is Icebox is back in the map pool. So it's like you have very long-range fights that were good on save rounds for marshals, like good op maps, good things like that. And now you just have... A gun that you can shoot like back to back that if you hit headshots with which you know people like yay people like you know saya player people like uh jota p like really good martial players i think will excel with this gun uh but even if they can't hit the head you know it does an outrageous amount of damage to the body as well so it's like i think this is going to cause a shift thank god chamber isn't like a bigger thing right now or this would be absolutely giga broken uh or but yeah i think this is going to be like a problem and i think it's going to need adjusted and why the hell when you reload it do you not have to reload individual bullets to take slightly longer he's like pops it open takes both the shells out and then he just grabs two like he's some multi-talented you know reloader all of a sudden puts both the shells in the gun and then he just like snaps it back together like okay we're ready to fuck once more so i think like, i think it's a real bad thing um but it yeah i mean whoever would did this also had whiskey in the room, obviously. <laughs> Just I like may have joined the dev team. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually the man who put this one together. It's, yeah, it's just, there's, just, there's just I a mean, poster behind him of the outlaw, and it's like signed with his name in the background, and it's like, who could have done this? Like, we're all wondering who did this. It, you and I were on the episode when we were talking about the leak regarding the, this weapon, and... Uh, I think I got a couple things right. I didn't get the. I thought you maybe you would be able to reload while scoped in. I didn't nail that one. I thought it was gonna be like a like a side load rifle, mm. not actually a double barrel. But uh, I, you know, I nailed a couple things. But uh, it looks, from my perspective, 
amazing because I love abusing sniper rifles in video games. They're so dirty. It's not even a sniper rifle. It's a shotgun. Yeah, it's like a like, slug shotgun. It feels yeah. like. I mean, that's what it's an over under, uh, like double barrel, and Omen he's is... loading like slugs into Sorry, it, Matt. But Omen is so fucking hot, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're gonna interrupt our just, guest just a thirst for omen? Can we just talk about this video for a second? Because please, this thing is the best cinematic yet, easily. And I actually am I'm lore pilled now. I literally spent an hour looking Dude, through look all these. Bala wishes that was him getting choked by omen. Well, I mean, <laughs> the why don't they give everyone skins? Like this is your ad. At your your placement to sell skins. That guy's a default sheriff. Of course he's gonna fucking lose. Like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the conclusion you take. I'm just looking at Omen. Look at look at his like hands and shit. He's so cool. He might be the coolest guy ever made. He's the coolest guy. Look at his hands. I wish they were wrapped around anyway, let's what? uh <laughs> You believe Omen got experimented on by Viper? I mean, come on. <laughs> I wish that was me. I mean, that's uh, a fan fiction in itself. Yeah, okay. But, guys, we're talking about the Outlaw, which is the new gun, which has nothing to do with being choked by Omen. Fun fact. Uh, the new gun, it's 2400. It has two shots. It'll one-shot you if you have yeah. light armor. Do, do we think this shifts how often people are playing light armor at all like do you think like it'll have that pervasive of a change to the meta Paula? Mm, tough to say but i mean well first thing i think of is ranked and no people are just going to continue to buy whatever they can buy because they people don't never bought anything. light armor in ranked anyway sure. no they did they bought light armor every round and didn't oh, have any every round. <laughs> yeah yeah you just force every single Sorry, round. i forgot about that i, I yeah. still don't i maybe it actually might change that a little bit because people are going to be forcing this gun every round too because people are stupid and that's just like it's just like seth there are people out there who have fantasies of being a sniper man and they will buy marshall or if they can't afford it, if they can't afford the outlaw, and then they'll buy an outlaw if they can't afford an op, and they'll buy an op if they can't afford an outlaw. Anyways, um, light armor you just actual broke meta me down so the... swiftly. That's how it. That's how it be. Uh, never mind. Just gonna say something else. Uh, <laughs> Esports wise, <laughs> what is going on? This whole episode's been make your point. Esports wise, no, I don't think so. I don't think like if you're a light armor team, like you're still gonna do it. Yeah, you're already gonna get fucked by other reasons, anyways, and you're still gonna continue to do it because it gives you such a huge advantage. Like it doesn't change anything. Yeah, people are light armoring so they can afford rifles more often. Like you're still taking a rifle versus you know broken outlaw fight, but like unless the other team has five outlaws, which you know I could see happening. Uh, you're gonna run into like the exact same situation of why it was good in the first place. Like, um, so I think people will still do this. Yeah, I, I I'm kind of in the same boat where I don't see this like. Sorry, I had to cough, and I was like, I have the HyperX microphone, and like if you tap the top, it mutes it, but I've got the the pop filter on it, so I had to tap the top, it didn't work, so I pulled the pop filter up to see the colors to know if it was muted, so I could cough, and then yeah, I'm just gonna have to like cough to the side. <laughs> okay, just... good good luck with that. Um, I don't think it changes anything. What I was saying. <laughs> anyway. 
Uh, Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I feel like the, the biggest loss of all of this is every poor sod in iron who's going to have to contend with every single content creator starting out their fucking outlaw to radiant journey at 1 p.m. Eastern today. So Godspeed to all the people who are going to be victimized by that. That sounds horrible. Curry. Curry must be fun. stopped. <laughs> Shut him down. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, this is stupid. I don't know, man. I don't think you need to make a... Uh, I don't think you need to appeal... Like, I was listening to the dev stream, and they're, like, literally talking about uh, Achilles and his sniper fantasy, and they're like, like, not even shade to Achilles. They're like, yeah, I think there's people who just really like snipers and, like, want to be in snipers. And there was a... Space yep. between the marshal and the operator where it was kind of big where you just couldn't play what you wanted to play so uh they're looking for spaces like that to add more weapons they said to add like uh, you know they're going to be cautious of course they're going to look and experiment and uh, and think and by the way the game had like way more weapons before we launched so yeah i think this is a bad precedent and i am not terrified this can be fine i don't know why i always overreact to these things but like but 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 i just think to myself why man why why do we need like i i really don't get it i don't i don't see who we're actually pleasing the common um, man the achilles of the world who doesn't want to be a little sniper guy who sits and shoots once and kills people <laughs> i want to be the sniper from tf2 that's my fucking dream and i can do that now so in good. your tactical fps game and someone like you who plays aim labs and practices and tries oh. i can buy my 2400 dollars gun and because you're thinking about the game and trying to play optimally and going half armor i can fucking slaughter you it's beautiful. You're only griefing if you don't hit your shots. You get shot, you die. No, yeah. You get shot in the face, you die. That's true. Like, in this not case, even in if you get face, shot in the you face, you die. Body. And if you get shot in the chest twice, you fucking yeah. die. So it's great. Yeah. I mean, I haven't I think... seen how this thing shoots. It's a boom. And it looks like it go, woo! But no, nah, the thing is just go boop again. <laughs> okay, to be fair, the, the gun in real life woo! and over under does the exact same thing. But... Like, yes, this is a problem. Like, there needs to be some form of recoil or whatever after the first shot. Bro. Like, I should not be able to snipe with a shorty and do as much damage as, like, you know, enough to kill people. I walk well, up like, to my this, this is so broken. And I just click, and it's like, I'm no scar. Like, it's a shotgun, too. Like, up close, there's no, there's no, there's nothing. <laughs> There's no, there's no recoil. Yeah. You're running, you're shooting. It doesn't matter too, like up close. Like it, for some reason, this, this game... is this is a better shorty. It's a better yes. shorty yes. up close. That's literally what it is. It's just you know, twenty mm -hmm. times the money. But I yeah. mean, but you want to know it's fucked too. I saw this and immediately I thought they're making this overpowered to sell more skins, baby. I can see through your lies, Riot Games. It's all to sell the big skin bundle you're gonna release. This is an R8 revolver pump the market valve moment again. And mm -hmm. then they, they don't release a single skin for it, except like the old ones that no one is going to buy because their reasoning is that they think that people need to get used to hearing the audio as it is before they add one, which is even crazier to me because I just assumed inherently that that was why you would add an overpowered gun to the game, but they okay. they're just doing it for funsies. You're close. My the reason that off. the reason that the skins are all the old ones mm. is why would I release a new skin when I can make you get frustrated of having a default skin by all the old ones? You waste your money on that, then the skin bundle comes out that you're like, mm. holy shit! I have to have this. I've already spent six thousand dollars on these skins before, but what's another like hundred dollars at this point? 
you know like it's it's all just marketing so you're like half right but like no we're making them buy all the old skins to get caught up and then all the achilleoses of the world will also be like oh holy shit this new skin for it i have to get it as they like put on their ghillie suit to play ranked (laughs) (laughs) that is me that is me. I also, I, I, yeah, I, I have a, I, I eat like a really small diet of just like that just energizes me, and I just sit there stagnant, just statuesque, waiting for my prey to fall into my. I keep my computer yeah. set up on the floor so I can play prone like a real sniper. <laughs> yeah, and he does it. You don't move for the whole time either. Like you're, you're limiting your movement. You know, he's got his glasses on, but he's got the little slits in it, like the scope, so the sun mm. glint doesn't hit his glasses, so people yeah. can't see it in rain. That's really. Yeah, I actually beautiful. have my mouse. I can change the settings for wind speed and angle. And, Dude, uh, I couldn't even see the ghillie suit at first. It's so it's, it's so blended perfect. in. No, but I think what this means is there's no launch skin for this gun, which means that this is going to be in the champions bundle. Oh, cool! It's confirmed. Wait, no, it's going to be the thing. The champions no. bundle it's gonna, is it's like going to be an outlaw skin. This is going to be gun- in the Madrid bundle because Champions is way too far. You think Riot is waiting that long to make money? No, no. Yeah, you're probably uh, right. It's probably going to be an operator skin for the, the Champions bundle. And no longer relevant by Champions. I guarantee it. Do you guys think that it takes a whole year to make new skin lines or whatever because they're making like actual skins for all the guns they haven't released yet too? Is that like what's going on? It's just going to end up being like TF2 and you're going to we're going to have a rocket launcher in the game. We're going to have a little sawed off shotgun in the game. We're going to have a baseball bat. that is a primary weapon. We have we already have the baseball bat as well. And the baseball things in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Double barrel shotgun. Yes. Yes. Check. Uh, We're going to have an we're going to have a vandal that you can scope in with. We're going to have a we're going to have we're going to have a bow and arrow. Fuck. We shit. Um. We're gonna have a heal We're running beam. out of ideas. Oh, <laughs> They're gonna have, one character's gonna have a turret. Uh... Flamethrower. Yeah, but but make the turret useless. Like let's let's nerf the turret over and over and over again, instead of buffing anything else to make the other agents viable. That's, That's awesome. Fine. But you know what? Okay, we we can rebuff the KJ turret and then make it so that if you just hit it enough times with your melee, it gains its one eighty yeah. radius back. Yeah, the and then you can also up, up, uh, like upgrade the turret so that it, it has the rocket launcher as well. Oh, mm. like that's that. a great idea, the, guys. But I have know, a question for you: Is this a real item in TF2 or is this fake? Yes. Uh, for the audio listeners, it's the sniper from TF2 holding a jug of piss, which uh, I think oh, is a real. Uh, sorry, it's Gerardi. Uh, yeah, it's what? a firefly jar. You throw it and it burns all the builds down. Yeah, so that's it's a true. Molotov, but it looks like a bottle of piss. It is. Yeah, a we just combined like four games at once, piss. and I don't think anyone got half the references. Oh, this is a thumbnail. From what? But it is a jar of piss. It's. I played Tier Two for we fourteen thousand hours. So I peed in a bottle. Is that what the fucking video is? <laughs> it's probably, probably just some guy playing the fucking new piss item that came out seven years ago. Okay. Copper when drop. when, when will Valorant get piss? We are so far behind the <laughs> please, market. Kurt, we please, need... God, Kurt, next segment. <laughs> Leo Faria, when will we get piss? <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
it's your new skin bundle. It's called Kuranami. It's pretty cool, guys. What what do we think? I actually told the the collegiate guys that I'm working with when I saw this bundle, no one's allowed to use it. I don't think you understand how bad this is going to be because people's attention spans are so low that they're just going to be spinning these fucking knives the whole round and not mm -hmm. have their guns out because this is fucking <laughs> sick. Take my fucking money. My credit cards are out of my wallet watching this again like i am buying this not once not twice but 10 times so that hopefully we get more skins like this it's so good it's so good i was watching Durka play with this thing at, with the with the outlaw too and every round every kill he got he would whip out his knives and i was like holy shit he popped knives that's crazy and <laughs> i want to be like that too i want to feel like i have the power to just dash forward and right click everybody every every moment of the game so cop 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 and i will buy on all my alts as well yes yes yeah. and i think the coolest thing about this is the finisher has multiple like uh aspects to it where like go back and play that the end of that clip again the finisher you can shoot the uh like the the ball or whatever mm. and it like blows up or whatnot yeah it explodes yeah it just it becomes seattle it when you kill someone is the last one <laughs> just, <laughs> just instant gray. rain everywhere grain smog sadness it's I cool see. though i mean I, is... I have not bought a skin in a very long time but I am guaranteed at least buying the knife for this one. It's so good. It's going to ruin my gameplay more than it's already ruined. I'm never once going to have my gun out. Fucking give it to me, baby. I, yeah, I, I think I'm going to buy it. I mean, I, we were talking about, again, the last episode I was on with MCE, we were talking about this fucking skin set because it was the leak about the knives. Like, it didn't look I, that I think it looks cool fucking then. cool. No. We were talking about Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Yes. Josh didn't and know what that meant. Josh didn't know what uh, it was. I was on that too. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you're here I think most it looks, weeks. Actually, it looks uh, legit as fuck. So I think it's actually a really neat set. Cool. Is this the first four cop on plot shot ever? It might be. Yeah, I think so. It's the first. I mean, I skin. Can, you knew that Achilles was going like to buy it because there's a there there's a sniper off, skin. That's true. Yeah. What is the shirt? No, but the marshal yeah. takes skill. Um, is okay. this a new weapon? So too will the outlaw. Oh. Yeah, it's the new agent teaser. Um, yeah. I was just not going to say anything because uh. I think people should figure it out for themselves. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this the smart guys podcast right here. Only the big brainers who can look and learn for Tactical themselves. Rap. I'm not lying this time, too. This was this is a real leap. We already have a water-based yeah. agent, though. We have Harbor. We need can, another one that makes. Can I mean, Sage, isn't Sage a water-based as well? Hold like on. it is ice. No, it's Jade. No, it's Jade actually. Oh, it's my fault. I do think though we you missed recovering one of the biggest news items that we kind of missed out on last week. I'm gonna put this in a uh, in the oh, no. the episode chat for you, Kurt. I feel like this is really important to talk about. That I think the the changes that we were talking about last week with Icebox they actually got confirmed, and that's what the map is going to be like now. Reputable sources. Did you want this with audio? Sure. Okay. Let's let's just watch the clip. This is exciting for everyone. This okay. is very exciting. Like, this is real reporting. This might be the biggest change ever made in Valorant. <laughs> okay. Yesterday, 
is what they are planning to do. This is according to a leak. I think Bren and the other guys have potentially heard exactly what the plans are going to be. But um, these are the changes. So firstly, A site is going to be the same, but there's going to be no roof apparently on the A site, which means that, you know, line up some spawn might be possible on both ways for attacking and defending. The interesting part, though, is really over at B and also exactly what these blue things are. So there's going to be potentially hmm. another connector position between this kind of... So you don't have to get to the one way. It makes sense, really. The fact that there's only, realistically, one entrance to B from this size. It wasn't the best designed bomb sites. You could come through mid, but that became a bit of... Yeah, point, real. Knows, I love I love how he doesn't talk about the the chance exploding <laughs> barrels. He talks about all the other things, but he's like No, no, no. This leak is a thirty three percent exploding barrels. I have so much respect for this guy. This guy deserves more like attention. He does a like ton of good work you know, most of the time. So like he did get trolled a little bit on this, but like that's what Platchat's for. That's the spirit of Platchat. Tactical <laughs> Rab though, this guy has done okay. uh, I think he came from COD before like his video is really good quick outlines like you know pretty good my dad watches this guy's channel and then he talks to me about valorant he's like oh yeah i like this guy i was like i've never heard of this person ever but then you know he does he does good content it's consistent like you know anybody that does that respect to like help the scene so i think it's reddit's fault because reddit's reddit the valorant competitive subreddit basically titled it as if it was true and he got tricked and also, fact-checking is really hard. It takes a lot of effort to go and click on the video and see if it was serious or not. So Okay, but how is he supposed to fact-check? Open the podcast! Like, he doesn't have the connections check. like you do. I mean, just, just, but nope, you have to nope, look at him nope. from his he, perspective. Okay, okay, let me say, he, 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 he did say... And he was watching it on the internet, which means that it's true, Mimi. He's the only unspoiled mind who still believes everything he reads on the- No, okay, I make, I'm making fun of him because it's funny, but he did say, like, this might be a troll, I don't know, it's probably fine. And he does do good stuff for the scene, maybe do a little bit more fact-checking, but it was funny and fine. And let's talk about the actual map changes that are happening, starting with Lotus. This one, some pretty significant changes to this map, and with the map pool being in kind of a funky spot, it seems like this might be one of the best maps in the pool right now, in my opinion. Oh, I thought you were talking about Icebox for a second. I was about to freak out. No, Lotus? Yeah. Preface it with Lotus, yeah. Yeah, no, my bad. Uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, their their approach to it was, let's add as many 50-50 angles Dude, to this map those. as possible. We love watching people run by people and not clear corners and them getting shotgun kills. And with the outlaw, it's going to be even harder to clear all these corners or else, you know, like, you know, you're just like, boom, like outlaw in this corner, boom, outlaw in this corner. Like you're just fucked everywhere. But yeah, I mean, I think some of the changes are really good on this map. However, I don't like the fact that they're just like, yeah, we're adding like three 50 50 angles that are like hard clear angles as you entry. Not a real big fan of that. I don't mind it. I think over I think overall it's good. I think the changes to seaside especially are very, very nice. Like having it like more places that you can plant uh the spike and everything like that. I think it's overall really good. Yeah, for me, I, I like especially like uh I feel like the a, the A lobby changes, I'm a fan of. It gives a little bit more options for defenders, I feel like, rather than like playing fullback, like flood retake on A or like committing to that A lobby fight. 
I hope that'll add a little bit more variety to how people want to control that area of the map. But yeah, I do, I do see what you're saying with the 50-50s. But part of me also feels that like just being able to like fast hit into B constantly, fast hit into C like really easily, just like dive through utility and you can just be into the site was just kind of what was happening constantly on this map that I'm hoping this will force people to slow down a little bit with those like faster BC slams that we saw so often. I honestly feel like these changes will almost make the map kind of feel more like Haven, right? Like I feel like the sites hmm. now feel very similar to how that map is laid out. Well, isn't there, they took the B orb out as well. And I think that's oh, a pretty they? significant change. Um, I didn't know that. Unless I'm, I got trolled by like a video or a picture that I saw. My chat very well could have trolled me. Honestly. Cue the video of MC but, getting uh, trolled. Yeah, uh, yeah, of me getting trolled next. But uh, uh, like, I don't, I think I don't think the patch one of the anything about it. So. Okay, I I might have got trolled then. But the the thing on C site is, uh, you can't actually plant the bomb safe anymore. Like, there's no uh, you can get spammed. Like, you can plant far back on the ramp, but like from waterfall, you can still headshot them um like through everything on that like uh back wall like uh on Wait, the new really? spot so like Wait, on from, the ramp from waterfall here, to there yes you can shoot oh because it's like a higher yes. elevated oh. ramp now it's not all the way down oh. to the yes water. it's higher up it's higher up and you know shout out to yadzen who like i saw that video from but oh. um it like you couldn't he was showing you couldn't plant like anywhere safely on site anymore because if you look they changed the the pillar on site where you can't uh oh yeah I, like There's you could no plant cubby. and but you can't get spammed from ct but you can still get spammed from waterfall now so it's yeah mm. like i don't know it's like pretty pretty weird in terms of you know safety okay, planting yeah. the bomb now. i can't wait I for know, even so. more odin on lotus smile oh dude <laughs> it's gonna be so fucking awful <laughs> can't I mean, wait yeah, with the back boxes there's a, yeah, a couple more spam spots but I don't know not there's also just like more in the chokes now too i i i like all the changes i i i see what you're saying about the 50 50s matt but i feel like they went in a direction like as the game released where they just removed like every single 50 50 in the game and now they're like slowly adding them back in i wish they were like more like depth to them where it's not just a 50 50 where there's like staggered um checks where you can walk up clear left then go back to the other wall, walk up, yeah. clear right, like that sort of stuff. They don't do that anywhere mm. in their map design. And it's kind of frustrating, but I think it's good to give more space to defenders to to play and have more setups. And I think they achieved that in most of the, the sites here, except the B site, which well, I'm happy about them. I don't know how that's going to yeah. change the actual I mean, I balance think, or anything of the map, but I'm happy. I think having the B site angle is actually not that bad because it gives you a chance to... Uh, play closer and like a safer spot is the only you could play close behind the box excuse me at B but uh, you could just get spammed the whole time so it's like I like having that little wall on ecos and stuff it's going to be a lot bigger of a deal you know like if you get rushed down you have you know something to like hide behind that you're not just completely out in the open <laughs> <coughs> sorry um, but I don't I don't mind this one as much because it allows like it was very difficult to play close B mm. uh without just being incredibly risky uh beforehand. Hmm. Yeah. I'm curious I, to see how this affects the overall balance, you know. Does this actually empower defender side in regions that aren't APAC? Because 
in Pacific, we always had Defender side winning out for whatever reason on Lotus compared to the rest of the world. Um, so I'm curious to see if that's going to tilt the balance at all. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out with the changes for Lotus. Overall, I'm kind of in the same boat with you, Arden, where I like a little bit more com complexity in the map and a little bit more like kind of I guess bullshit that the attackers have to wade through. I, I really do think that this can at least change up a little bit how we see people executing sites, how we see people playing them out. So I'm excited for that one, which kind of stands in contrast to the other big change to a map that we had in this patch, which is Icebox. Unfortunately, they didn't add the key. They didn't add the exploding barrel. They just like changed three little things. It, it doesn't feel like in my opinion, something that's going to massively overhaul the way the map is played. Yeah, but like the, I mean the 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 elevation changes with the crates on Belong, then the window in mid, and like they're making it so there's only one way to run up mid to B, basically. And I I like the window in mid. I think it's kind of cool. I think it'll make some interesting little angles. They also blocked off like deep lanes to hold the mid pushes as attack. Um, and you don't have to worry about like the fast dash by by jet on top of tube, I guess anymore. You can still updraft dash, but that's a little bit more expensive. So the the, the thing is like these are these are small changes. I mean, yeah, the mid thing changes a lot in terms of mid splits, but nobody uses it anyways. Like you're only doing mid splits on like eco rounds or hail marys or whatever out of timeouts to try to get like random uh, advantages on people who are just not expecting it at all. But if you're just playing normal standard defaults, like it's really hard to get through there. And I think that's the biggest issue uh, on Icebox and not addressing some of that stuff is really bad. Um, so these are bad changes. All, all I'm saying is ranked. And anytime you play GMD, it just in general, this map's gonna be awful as a defender. Cause anybody that lives in tube, go back to the tube angle. Like if you're trying to rotate out of the site and somebody's in tube, this dickhead is just gonna be in the window holding the spawn rotate. <laughs> like, like quite literally, look, like That's if you rotate angle. out of sight, like yeah. he's going to kill you. Like this is such a weird angle and it's gonna cause so many problems. That, you know, on the CT ramp, why don't they just get rid of the tall pillars so that I can look into sight in screens from this position, too? <laughs> like, while we're at it, just add a window on the other side as well, like, so that I can just sit in tube and kill anyone anywhere on the map. What if they just, like, removed all of the stuff in mid and just made it, like, a CSGO headshot 1v1 map? Yeah, what if we just put uh, aim map USP into the middle of Icebox <laughs> instead of, like, anything else? I'd be a fan of that change, but I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I can't see what this window change was trying to fix. Cause I thought the change in mid would be like opening things up more, giving more avenues to actually make splits more viable. But instead this just feels like it enables people to be little rats and lurk up tube, which is already Calm. like the thing on this map. Calm, <laughs> we know you're writing these patch notes. Like we know this was your idea. Like I'm fucking over. Dude, it. that guy's gonna be there in Viper as Viper in tube every time waiting for his and team then, to die. And then no no no, he's gonna be there as a Sova. He's gonna have a lineup where he shoots out the window, off the back wall, back to the bomb. So he's like getting kills mm. there, and then he's like, oh wait, let me also play post plan. Because did you know that that's literally what... happen in like Challengers 21. I feel like yeah, I remember that. He, he, exact had a, he, thing. he did the wall bang spot. from tube yes. uh, for the bomb plan. 
but they were like one of the teams that originally used viper from middle with like lineups and mm -hmm. uh whatever was like calm on a, a crew i believe and then into the early iterations of the eg roster Dude, the crew uh, are dangerous well. on icebox man if they were still yeah, around they, they'd be fucking dominating this map pool yep they also loved anytime there's a good team in a tournament they just didn't play it so they could keep their streak alive but nobody wants to talk about that shut up they had a great streak <laughs> you guys you guys brought up the window and uh it, it just makes no sense like there's no reason it just feels like somebody's like let's add a window and it's just okay let's see what it does and they're like wait this is fun okay cool icebox is done ship the changes let's go it's fixed david uh, died for this my favorite thing is this is accurate for like a shipping yard right they moved one of the containers to another place on the map. It was just like the natural daily order of work for these places. <laughs> that the long B container isn't there, and they just put it on oh. the mid container. I mean, to the make long B container like, was literally on a crane. So it's, it's getting it's just a lore, it's on a it's crane. Just a lore getting, yeah, map it's just exactly. Uh, yeah. I think the thing with the mid window is like you're going to be able to potentially see the attack cross still from mid uh, from that window as well. Like. You know going over towards can we see it from spawn again i don't know if this is far enough back i don't know if that angle is going to exist now because if it is it's by the box in there. i fucking hope so yeah because that would be busted but yeah. also it's like uh, theoretically right the attack should be able to easily push people off of that Man. window yeah yeah, but it's like you smoke the bottom and they, they're like, no, no, no. The sniper lore is true because we smoke the bottom. Okay, I can't snipe middle anymore. So what do we do? We give them a window so that they can go to another place and just snipe middle. Like, I, I think the angle is going to exist. Go back to the, the, the picture because what you're going to look at is it's blocked from like really close med, but as you go towards the side on the side, I think you're going to like, if we were... 10 steps to the right, I think you might be able to see the window in tube because it's farther up the tube than like what you realize. So it's like you can't cross this, I don't think, without being seen by the window, which is like yeah. potentially a huge issue. It's, in it's interesting to I because I didn't even think about that in initially, but I feel like it might make teams ha put more of an emphasis like in the default instead of just like, Two, two one doing every fucking round viper walks up mid late and takes out space like actually investing utility and stuff into trying that, to get that window but that's control. what i'm saying you do all that normal stuff anyways and you're pushing that's the defense true. off of that angle like yeah i mean i feel like it's like slightly more important but again i don't think that fundamentally changes how the map runs because because even like old icebox it's not like people were like going for like hard hits every round or or like weren't touching mid whatsoever it was well I say that, but then also the A side exists. Anyways, which hasn't I been changed. What's Face clan, yeah, face clan with like a word where they just <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. What about the what about the no ceiling? Like a though? Word. Yeah, the no, there's no ceiling. ceiling, right? <laughs> no, yeah, it's still there. There is a ceiling. It's really tough. They kept the ceiling. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't, it doesn't... I don't know what they're like. The, it feels like they're I don't know adjusting for like escalation or something, or like they're looking <laughs> at the player data and seeing who logs off after they get killed around one angle. Like I, I really don't understand because it doesn't feel like they're changing the map in a in anything that addresses the main problems: the fucking post planet abuse, the fact that you can't use mid. How every mid split ever has like a twenty percent win rate on this fucking map. Like they're not changing any of that stuff how sage is so prevalent like any of that stuff not an issue according according to like these changes 
I don't know what they're changing for. I think they're just changing because the map's getting reintroduced and that's it. It feels like some of those like early bind changes that got played. Like, oh, the map's coming back in. Cool. Let's add like a little ramp that somebody yeah. can peek off of. Like, what? Change up my homework. Make sure it looks different. Add it back into the pool. And, and this this pool is horrible. It's, like, it's I think this is the worst pool we've ever had in Valorant. We have Icebox Breeze at the same time again. Like, oh my god, these vetoes are going to be tragic, man. Yeah. We have ice. We have a scent still in, so, uh, living after nine hundred years. Still, it's. I, I I think the only thing that would be worse is if we had fracture in there somehow too. I would agree. I think. Uh, I I'm mean, just. I like sad. all these like, maps. Me, <laughs> you like, like you also you're also a sniper, and from a region that you know Plat Chat isn't supposed to care about. So like, your opinion. We don't we don't want your That's opinion fair. on these maps. Like mm. I think. The biggest thing that drives me nuts is like pearls in the map for like what a year and then just mm -hmm. out of nowhere they take it out and like mm -hmm. instead of bringing a pearl back or like changing it or whatever you bring back. It was crazy box, they delete was... pearl from the pool right when they actually made right it. Right when better. they fixed it. When they made it good, they deleted <laughs> yeah. it from the pool. One of the first, one of the yeah. few examples where they did something to change the actual fundamental issue with the map. And they just like, ah, eh, fuck this. We don't like it anymore. <laughs> it doesn't have the issue. Oh, this map sucks. The, like, I don't know, man. I really don't like the fun the 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 philosophy that the map design team has in Valorant. And I've said that so many times, but this to me, these both of these changes that while i like the lotus changes well maybe you're the fucking problem maybe what? maybe like maybe like they're just doing this to spite you because you keep saying that you don't like what they are doing so they're just saying like oh well fucking Bala says he doesn't like this thing let's just fucking take this other map out because he likes this shit you know Dude, Bala, what's your favorite map? Oh, Bala doesn't like icebox we're gonna put icebox back in everybody else go fuck yourselves <laughs> What's, What's your favorite my, map right now, Bola? My favorite map, uh, organized play level split. I don't like any of these maps for Pokemon. Write that down, guys. Write that down. Get it out yeah, of here. Next batch. Couldn't you have just lied and said, like, you know, my favorite map's Icebox, and then they're like, actually, we're going to change. No, I, I'm a man level. of integrity, okay? Like, I'll say what I what I believe, and mm. unlucky the game is never going to get a replay mode, I guess. Badge. Uh, but we do get a window in Icebox, you didn't say and that. I think that's beautiful. You said, you said it's not going to happen. It's going to happen. We're going to get a replay mode. Thank you. It is Thank happening. You. We hope. I don't know. They, go against Bala. they would never lie. They would never lie. They would never lie to us. Speaking of changes that seem pretty small and probably won't affect that much, D D Deadlock! She's yeah. gonna be good now, guys! <laughs> I swear, I promise, she's gonna be meta. I swear, I promise. These changes are super impactful. Am I right, MC? Absolutely. Uh, Deadlock, you know... Best agent Bala in the won. game, I think. Bala wants to get choked by Omen. I'd like to be choked by Deadlock. Like, you know, we're Dude, just... she can't even lock down a choke, despite the changes. She can't. Are you kidding me? Her wall? Like, <laughs> like in the wall, bro? I mean, it's crazy, it's but it's gigantic. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. And does that change her not getting picked oh, ever? I don't think so. Uh, I think there sorry. might be a chance now, but uh, I don't think, uh, like, it's going to be like a risk pick, basically, uh, versus. I think Deadlock has a spot in the meta, and I, I've said this from the beginning, that I think you have to run a double Sentinel if you're going to run her. Mm. Uh, with this change, you know, I want to play this in rank just to annoy both teams, because the wall, like, is the most inconvenient thing to deal with now of all time. You just throw it down the middle of the site, and it's just like, oh, surprise, now you have to shoot, like, all these things to be able to do anything, so...
Dude, the wall is ginormous. I mean, I yeah, wouldn't it, be surprised if you could literally lock off both sides, lane and stairs on a set. Like, I'm just thinking, like, throw that shit next to the Switch. <laughs> that thing is locking down both sides. It's crazy. And the nade, too, is... It's so big. It is huge. I don't even get what, again, like the... Dude, it's fucking massive. Look <laughs> at that. Like... This is entire bomb sites. Like, bring Pearl back so you can stop a long B hit. You just throw it in the middle Dude, that'd be and crazy. they can't scale. Like, I really love that Riot's answer to Deadlock being played by exactly one person throughout the course of her involvement in the game was just fucking supersize me. Make her the biggest <laughs> agent in the game. Her her abilities have been eating McDonald's for the last 15 years every single day. They've quadrupled in size. It's unreal. Just, what if just, just every match? Nice this, hey, but she just... can also pick up her sonic sensor. So that's yeah. going to change a yes. lot. I Enormous. Think the, that's the biggest change. In fact. The, the speed not, of which it yeah. goes off as well is also like halved, I think. Yeah. So it's like not bad. So... But yeah, just each patch, they just keep making the wall bigger. Like, I'm a fan. Like, it's just, let's Eventually see you're just what gonna we have it to down. do. Yes. We will hit a point where a deadlock can lock off B and, like, garage. A at the same time. On like it's a Haven, like, <laughs> it's just going <laughs> to go through everything. It's, it's going to be, the, the, basically, they're just making Symmetra in fucking Overwatch. Which is, half the map is just sliced in half. Except she can do it in quadrants. So... You know what? I'm I'm ready to just continue to not see her be played until that happens. Nah, she's gonna get the Yori treatment. Like she's not gonna get played, and then like if six months later, finally they're gonna make actual changes to her abilities. Like you're gonna be able to drop one segment of the wall or something like that, and run mm. through, and just like be like, "Ha You thought I couldn't be here? Now I am." And that's gonna happen. And then uh, other things like that. Yeah, I think it would be cool to let your team run through the wall, but not you know the enemies maybe. Uh, it could be a cool change. I feel um, like that would make like cool, especially on like Icebox, because you do have a... I don't know. I feel like if someone's going to gimmick her, you could get use on Icebox. There's so many chokes that can just be fully locked down. But then you just come back to the question of why would you pick her over like Sage if you're going to run a comp like that on this map? I, I, I just don't know if, given the current kit, if you can buff something enough to make it valuable to pick her. I, th I feel like yeah. there's just too many agents that give too many other things. I think that they will just inevitably have to change one of the abilities in her kit to actually make her viable to, for play. So, like, you'll either have to take out the sonic sensor or change something really fucking drastically um, to make it work and make it actually, like, a, a, a even, like, a niche pick. Because even then, like, I feel like it's still going to be really, really niche on when you want to play her. I think yeah. you could treat her activation like a alarm bot instead of sound or something and like she she has a place because the problem is you're replacing a sentinel with her and all sentinels that you play are to you know isolate parts of the map basically where it's like on attack side i want to know if someone's behind me against a deadlock when you're flanking most of the time you're walking anyways but where you run into a trip an alarm bot you either have to break it or you have to wait with deadlock you don't even know it's there you just walk right past it and like it can't you know the attack side of deadlock is where i think it's hard defense side you can you know use the deployables and things where they have to make a noise but like the attack side you can just get flanked and i think that's a big reason why you don't see people potentially picking her 
maybe like on a map blade bind. But dude, have you ever scrimmed mm -hmm. deadlock? Matt? Have you ever scrimmed? Oh, no. No? Uh, have not really scrimmed that much in Because uh, I I don't even like. It's so hard for me to really make like the claims about like oh she can't be really used as a sentinel like obviously I can theorize but I like is somebody are people really yeah. whenever they play against a deadlock just abusing the shit out of uh, out of the sound centers and making it so that the info that they like get is completely useless. Um, I mean I assume that they are and that's why you're not getting any play. But yeah, I don't know. It's uh, weird because I just haven't. I didn't won. get a like, nobody. There nobody still knows how side. Deadlock plays. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, no, no. There's a team that played it on Ascent, and uh, you know, there there were people in the community uh, as far as coaches and things that were like, I could see how this could be as strong as the Ascent Sage at times, and like my first thought was like Fracture, uh, but you'd have to, again. I think you have to run a double Sentinel for her to be really you know viable. Because you do need the control of like a traditional sentinel, uh, because like her kit in combination with things is insane. Like, you know, you go up, you try to plan on a site, and it's like all of a sudden everything's just you know slowed, stunned, whatever. And it's like the alt combos and util combos off of her kit are potentially really, really strong. It's just you always have to look at you know what you're losing if you run the agent. And the other agents are just better, so you're not willing to risk it yet. Yeah. What if, what if instead of her, what if her sensor instead of like, kind of concussing? What if that was like the the net, and it forced you to move slowly, so you could just like play off corners and it, so it's kind of like a pseudo cyber trap wire type situation, and then you just replace the net nade with something else. I feel like that could make it a little bit more viable, but obviously that's a major overhaul. It's actually a really it's... good idea. I mean... I will accept yeah, my like... check, Riot. Thank you. Send it to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be a, a cool change. Like, you have... if Even if the nade and it did the same thing, like, her whole, you know, shtick is, like, you know, getting caught in the web or, you know, whatever. But, you know, why not just have both of those yeah. things instead of concuss? Like, you have a throwable one and you have a placeable one. I think that would be, you know, a pretty cool change, honestly. Yeah, I dig it. But I feel like it all goes back to the point that I feel like everyone is pretty aligned that she's going to need like a big type of rework to, to really become prevalent. And I think there'll probably be some people like trying to gimmick her in rank. Maybe we see it picked every once in a while, but I doubt it'll be anything prevalent. But we've successfully read the patch notes, guys. Congratulations. What? You're Paula? missing the, the KJ changes. What were they? Uh, the turret is like not a turret anymore. It's like only 100 degrees compared to, yeah, this shit's great. 100 degrees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did happen. Oh, yeah, I forgot I about I already this. referenced this actually earlier. Fuck, too. we can't even read the patch notes. This podcast is uh, doomed. Fuck. Yeah, this is going to affect how, you know, the Lotus turret is one of the biggest ones uh, that people place front B that holds the entire push through on everything. Um, you know, Haven would have been another one that it potentially ran into, but it's out now. Ascent, uh, even switch turret, Icebox, Ascent. Yep, there's a there's a lot Mid of things. Where, like, Icebox. Yeah, it's gonna have to be exactly perfect in like your alignment for it to really matter now. So you're gonna see, you know, potentially more cipher, uh, potentially things, you know, because you have to hold the flank better. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with ciphers placed in the meta, it makes a compelling argument. 
for him more than there already was on some of the maps like like Ascent, like Icebox, where previously it's always been Killjoy, always, all the time. And for that, I think it's a good change because I think it opens, it kind of forces you to rethink some of those default setups while also encouraging you to try out the other Sentinels. But on the other hand, I don't think this butchers her at all or, or is going to change that she is still a good agent that we're going to see a lot in the pool and in the meta. I, I think it just makes you kind of rethink how you're playing a little bit and makes the turret just less wildly powerful as one piece of kit. Yep. Yep. Nothing to add. Cool. We read the patch notes Let's now. go. Right? We did it? Let's fucking go. Let's we go. Kurt it. is... Amped because we, we get to talk. We get to talk. No, no, there is something. Will deadlock? Will deadlock find her? Will deadlock find her? Will she finna? Will she finna? She finna? do? A lot of people have been asking that. But we're talking about is there's a tournament that got announced in North America during the off season? <gasps> what? That's fucking crazy. There's only four teams though. <laughs> it's Ludwig Tarek too. <laughs> We're gonna do pickups uh, for it. Let's let's take a look. Yeah, only four teams in this one. I mean, it was a cool event last year. Also, only four mm -hmm. teams. Uh, but mm -hmm. yeah, North America is still kind of crying in the off season. But we do have smoke. Cloud Nine, Moistex, Shopify, Hundred Thieves, and Oxygen in this one. Get to get to see new Cloud Nine again. We get to see new Hundred Thieves with Bustio in the mix. Oh, it's gonna be sick. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is a really cool thing. I would have liked to have seen, you know, they had rumored or hinted that they were hoping to bring in, uh, you know, a game changer team like, you know, Shopify or whatnot into this tournament. So, like, that's a little bit uh, unfortunate not to see it. But, like, I think they said like on all four of these stream teams. that it was a scheduling issue thing that Shopify couldn't come. Oh, that's, you know, the, well, I also. Yeah, game changer starts in like yeah, two weeks. No, so. I was thinking of something else that Melissa. Oh, lucky. Yeah, yeah. It starts in two and weeks. And it's not. You we'll know they could have they could have asked okay. them, and it's not worth for them to play because it's like you're getting ready to qualify for your your circuit the entire time. So, but yeah, I like these teams. Um, I mean, I think it would have been really cool to see you know G two in this and Sentinels in this again from last year. But again, it's all scheduling probably, where it's like you know what teams can be here. Uh, so, but you know these are four teams that I think people really want to watch and see how they do. And like I'm. You know, pretty excited for this tournament, and it's this weekend. Like, it's super fast. Yeah, it, it's going to be cool to watch this one. I, I think that last year it, it was fun to see some of the challenger teams stack up. The guard ended up. Wait, was it the guard that won? Yeah, it yeah, was the guard. The guard, the guard ended up yeah. winning this one last year over teams like uh, like Sentinels TSM T1. and like Sentinels T One, like two franchise teams at least that they beat out to win that one. So it would be cool to see again one of these. Uh, one of these tier two teams try and go on a run like we saw last time. T one was very different, but I, that, that's that's the not minimum. Well, that's the minimum amount of VCT Pacifica defense that I have to put into this. So <laughs> that was like their original though, too, where it like was it calling that was like Carpe's first ever game of Valorant. Let's give yes, yeah, it was. <laughs> they, they had just made that. They had just made that team. Yeah. So, and, it, it, and like it, we played them at the very beginning versus the end way way better of a team like oh, know, yeah. the time definitely like most improved of the year honestly like yes, they got so yes. much better um, yeah it, i yeah. mean it's to me it's a little sad that the there's no international team coming like not even a brazilian team who's yeah like that's 
that's kind of sad. You don't have that same impact. This kind of feels with just the teams that have shown up that it's going to feel like one of those other invitationals that um, Ludwig and Sentinels had done throughout the entire season. So, I mean, I'm hoping that, that kind of... because it's like a double elim here, because it's Ludwig Tarek, like there's a little bit more involvement here um, than those earlier show match type things. But it's hard for me to get as excited because of the teams. With that said, I'm still going to like, this is a tournament that should be on the books for everybody to watch no matter what. I mean, it, it feels like because of the, like that's why this is such a new announcement is because no international team or whatever could agree to do it. That's like probably, my outside yeah. perspective. Like they probably were asking around for a while trying to get a team to be able to commit to it and then nobody could. So yes. they just had to kind of like go with these teams and like that's why it feels fairly last second. But I mean, it's, it's tough still super wise, exciting, right? obviously. Like Game Changers is just starting, so it's going to be really hard to get any GC team to commit. International teams aren't going to really want <laughs> to. Wiggle is so good. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but international teams aren't really good. Wait, oh that's you. God, Mimi's yeah, a caster. You're on TV. Oh, holy shit. I, I yeah, see. We I have her. this. You're the She's only announcement person with a chair. Why do you look so pissed? <laughs> I'm yeah. fucking Dude, I wish I was standing thing. up too. Why the fuck am I in a chair? That's yeah, so the thing, uh, the thing about this <laughs> is, like, at, coming from somebody that you know was talked to about this last season and things, I'll give a bit of insight. Is you have the Madrid qualifiers coming up. Uh, last year we had lock in, we had like all these things, and then the season was starting. And so, like, as a team, you want your best chance of qualifying. So, like, you may not want to play one of these tournaments right before a big qualifier. Because whereas teams wouldn't know, you know, your defaults, what you're doing, your setups, things like that, you know, by playing this tournament, you're releasing that. So I could very well see that, like, they tried to invite a lot of these teams uh, in terms of, you know, a South American team, maybe from other regions. But like with the timeline of the season started with Madrid, with the start of the year, things like that, uh, like it just may not have been possible. And these are the teams that, you know, were able to commit and were, you know, fine doing that. So, like, I'm excited because, you know, these teams, like, OXG, Sleeper, Underdog, played really well in their, you know, last Invitational tournament that they played in. Uh, you have 100 Thieves, which is the giant question mark with Bustio. Like, where are they going to be at? Uh, how good are they going to look? Is he the answer? Is, like, you know, the is he going to be the same caliber of IGL and leader as he was on, you know, EG? You have Cloud9, that this is another chance for them to prove, like, they're, you know, so much better than what people thought they were going to be. Uh, and like gives them a chance to play some of these teams and then moist who played in my opinion a little bit mediocre uh in the you know their last thing it gives them you know judging by scrim scores things they're looking better and better that they're farther developed as a team now uh and you know each one of these teams i could see potentially winning this tournament and like isn't that what you want in a tournament is like you know if Fanatic's in this tournament, it's like, oh, well, we expect them to win. But with these four teams, I could easily see yep. any of these teams winning. And that makes it, in my opinion, exciting to watch the tournament. Yeah. I, dude, I'm just, yeah. I think I'm still overall depressed about just the way that the offseason has progressed from last year to this year. Like expecting and hoping for some more premier events, especially in North America, given the fact that there's no bullshit going on out here where there's no region lock. Like you should have all the sponsor money. You should have all the investment over here, but it's esports winter and we're just not able to produce an event that actually brings out a premier level event. And I, I personally think that Riot is screwed um, 
this event on on the scheduling um where they just are consistently right before the season started. And I think Ludwig did like that aspect when talking to him last time, where it was like the the first tournament before like the VCT season started. That was like pretty exciting for him. But it just, if you're not going to be able to get um, teams and make it a bigger tournament and make it like eight teams or something like that, then I don't think that's a good trade-off. With that said, I completely agree with you. I think this is going to be a great tournament. I think there's good storylines going into it. and it's And it's competitive, which makes for, you know, an interesting tournament all the way through. Whereas, you know, if you did have a, a more tier one team in here, then they might dominate, like you're saying. Yeah. I, I feel yeah, like I to mean, surmise, though, it's like, it's going to be a good tournament. These teams are going to be competitive. I'm excited to watch it. But it's sad that this is all we have and that we don't get, like, a massive tournament with, like, a ton of different teams with international competition coming in. But that's not what this is, and it's not the fault of the organizers. It's really cool that we get to have this tournament uh, and get to watch teams play on land. Yep. Yeah. And Who's winning? Have yeah, to I mean, accept. Not, 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 every, not every tournament needs to be that as well. So it's also But fine, we do need one but... fucking tournament to be that in the offseason. Like, I think yeah. if, it's a, if you don't well, have maybe that, maybe in Dude, NA I mean, is APAC, a APAC had We've really had some fucking goaded ass tournaments, tournaments, so APAC I'm sorry. 100%. With, yeah. Fit with phenomenal teams, like uh, 100%. Like, I APAC was the winner it. of the offseason by far. Like, some <laughs> yeah. goaded tournaments. We got something. Yes. We have one tournament. That means we have one winner for the offseason. Let, let's do our pickums for this one. First up, Cloud9 versus Moist X Shopify. Cloud9, I mean, they've they've beaten Moist in some other off-season tournaments already, but like you're saying, Moist, Shopify's had like more time to develop now, and they were close games even before. Yeah, and I think the big thing is Moist has continued to practice, uh, where Cloud9 has taken a little bit of time off because they were so busy with things. So with the meta shift coming up and stuff, though, I think that favors Cloud9, uh, you know, Emmy and Vanity style together. I think it's really good for new things, for... You know, trying to catch people off guard for new maps, for wanting to play that, uh, where, you know, with Moist, like, they could be on the back foot, uh, but, like, I am going to go with Cloud9 in this match. I think it's going to be a really good match. I'd be shocked if it doesn't go three, uh, but if Cloud9 loses, I think it's going to be more so a sign of rust right now than anything, uh, but, like, that's not to, you know, discredit uh, Moist, like, at all. Yeah. I honestly have nothing to add to that. I feel like picking Cloud9 here is the safe option. Bola, 100 Thieves, Oxygen. <laughs> I'm going with Moist for the first series. I'm sure that it might be 3-1. What? But, uh, yeah, I, I, I really, Disguise. really like Moist. And um, I don't know, whenever I see them in a pick em, I, I feel like I have to. But that said, like I think, I think Rust will be a factor in this game. Um, I don't know what the map pool actually is, so if they're going to be able to play like Icebox and like that or if the outlaws in there or whatever and in that case i would agree with you but i feel like it's way too close to to switch all that stuff up so i i think moist in the first series against cloud nine they'll be able to take it and i i think cloud nine will have to claw their way back up to lower bracket like yes i'm 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 with mce on this i think that cloud nine probably take this even with time off i think that they have had a lot of building over the off season so far like we've seen them in so many tournaments like from the outset like they were on the grind just kind of getting through things oxy's fucking cracked as shit um i think that they should on experience be able to take this one i'm 
maybe alongside Bala that this could end up being like maybe like a you know a three one three two type series. Maybe Moist is able to push them, but uh, you know as they come back from a as MC said like a, a bit of a break. But I think that they should be able to get it in the end. Yeah, I, I'm I'm also on Cloud Nine for this first match. I'm switching to Moist because the Let's... more I think about it, the more I think about it, the more oh, like I really think them not having scrimmed for a bit is going to come into like effect, especially just, with just where, where did they say they were taking a break? Where's the? I mean, I guess I mean just that's the streets. That yeah, that's it's for the you know streets. So all right, that means it's Kurt's decision. I, uh, you have to click the flip the coin, right? Yeah, but we need to gotta declare call it who first. Too. So Cloud9 is heads. Okay. They I lose. always, I always they win lose. coin flips, man. Every time on you these won the coin flip. <laughs> I did. That you're moist at Shopify. Holy shit! This I'm is, a big this fan is of you. Accurate because during the season, I don't think Cloud9 won like a single coin flip as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> 100 Thieves, Oxygen, new new roster for 100 Thieves. Bonk our supremacy. With... Bonk our supremacy. Verno, Dapper, Redux, it's over. Mitch is going to lead them to victory. 100 Thieves, zero chance. I love the 100 Thieves guys, but Bonk our supremacy? OXG. Dude, I was really expecting you to just start blurting. You just blurt out Bonk our supremacy, Bonk our supremacy, and then just leave the episode. <laughs> That's what I was expecting, and then you kept talking. Uh... So, the argument, bonk are good. My counterpoint, fucking Asuna, cryo cells, EU, same team, IGL, Busio, he might be the GOAT. He just won champions. What a fucking stacked roster. Sure, they've had like five minutes together. Don't care. Didn't ask. Plus, they're going to own Bonkar. Plus, his, his ACS was like three, which obviously is what matters here. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm with Matt. Again, Oxygen, I just, I'm this tier, tier two pilled this time around, especially with these two teams. Like, these two teams from North America out of Challengers are the ones that I'm just so high up on. And, yeah, I just don't think 100 Thieves has enough time here. And um, the Red Bull, like, showing was kind of tough without their real IGL, and I really don't think that they handled that situation, like, optimally. Um so I, I think it's going to be weird for them. Don't care, didn't this. ask. This is just like Locke, and I'm predicting 100 Thieves to win, and it's not going to go wrong this time. <laughs> okay, well, the big thing win? is... This match? The event or the oh, match? Yeah. Okay. This yeah. match? Well, the big thing is, 100 Thieves will refuse... They might get to the finals and forfeit because they're so worried of how their last year went when they won an off-season tournament <laughs> that they're like, no, we can't risk that at all. They're up like... 2-0 and then they're just uh, like yeah we're done we're done playing we can't win this or else we don't win the year yeah i've made this i made this joke at red bull but um it's okay i said nobody watched red bull it's like 2 a.m bro like you're good anyway um <laughs> i i'm 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 actually very much on the fence about this one uh i think that obviously like busio coming in is a big boon for them um, but fuck it, let's go full tier two. It's oxygen. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is this is because ultimately I don't know any of these tier two NA orgs because I don't watch them. <laughs> <laughs> so based, so based. 
Um, anyways, okay, Cloud9 Under Thieves, that's a lower bracket match now, um, in our bracket. Cool. Who are you fuckers sending home first? 100 Thieves. 100 oh, Thieves. Hundred Thieves, because it's funnier. I mean, it is pretty yes. funny. I think that'd be kind of sad, actually. I, I would start to empathize. I'm just, I'm looking... I'm looking forward to, you know, the, the first round exit here, the, the roster getting switched, Dude, Baby J echoes all such... over again. <laughs> They're not fucking bringing Baby J in. No one's signing Baby J. They have fucking Bustio. They have, like, two of the best, like, individual players that we fucking have in VC Americas. And they're Why coming do you keep out. saying Baby sure. Bay wrong? Shut up. <laughs> Baby Bay is not on this team. I don't care. Yeah. I didn't ask. And Bustio is going to own these frauds. I don't care how much practice they have. Cloud9, I mean, listen to yourselves. No scrim time, no practice. They haven't put in a day of work in their Maybe life. Maybe they just played, like, five off-season events. What are you talking about? Like, I'm, Hey, guys, I'm just parroting the argument here. I'm just parroting the, the argument. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm Big just a baby bird. going on. Big strong man. Mm. Mm, <laughs> yes, that's me. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways, yeah. Cloud9. Hey, take it back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll take no Cloud9 slander in here. I mean, I think they're good. Like, they've proved it in the previous offseason events. It just makes me so sad if 100 Thieves goes home first. You, you say no Cloud9 slander, but you also agreed that Moist was going to beat them. <laughs> yeah, but that's not slander. That's like, I mean, I guess not. She was saying, but still, she it's was still saying, talking she down said, against them. She said, fuck Cloud9 under no, no, her no, breath. No, no, like, I, I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't I didn't mean that towards Cloud9. I meant that towards you guys for making this oh. the lower bracket match. Oh, that's acceptable. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Okay, then well, we're, maybe we're all clear and let's move better. on and have a happy, fun that's time. That's a great idea. Not going to do that. <laughs> um upper final i go Oxygen. moist shopify dude okay are we committed to this lower bracket man what do you want there's four We're matches committed. like there's nothing we can do maybe it's just two <laughs> nothing matches. we can do dude you sound like the guy who just like i don't know like do, do, you're like a government official that just like denied someone welfare or something i don't know what's going on <laughs> what like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I, I feel like we have to have some some charity here and some thought to the fact that, hey, I mean, 100 Thieves, they'll play their first match of all time with the new roster. They'll pull up. They'll be better in the lower bracket. They'll, they'll at least the get it three maps. Yeah. Oh, oh what? Maybe they'll want to get... Oh, we're talking about the lower bracket? You, yeah. You really... Cloud, dude, Cloud9, the team that went 3-2 against Fanatic in yeah. Red Bull. The team that's won that. two, uh, two off-season events. With, with, wasn't that with Curry, though? And with Curry, and Curry's yeah. the goat, and they won't have him this tournament. Well, one of one of them was up, was you, without you, Curry, you the other that, one but... was was with Curry. Yeah, they but played when two they different played events. Fanatic, it was with Curry. No, yes, 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 and yeah. Red Bull. And then uh, obviously, I think Whippy's really good. I think he's underrated. Community fucking hates him because he was mean to a player and said ten thousand hours. Ha ha, funny, funny. But uh, like, yeah, I think Cloud Nine is more developed as a team. They've had more time. It's just again. They haven't been scrimming, I don't think. So it's like coming into this, 100 Thieves has at least been scrimming, and there's so much firepower on 100 Thieves. I could easily see them just vibing their way into a win. So it's like all of these matches, I think, is a coin flip. Like, quite literally. I think all of these teams can win this tournament. Like I said, I think it's exciting. That's fair. <laughs> I'm going to stop waffling and stop arguing and move on to the upper bracket final, the tier two battle royale. Moist versus 
Oxygen Esports. Seth, as someone who's never watched NA Tier 2, which one of these teams is better? <laughs> I'm moist. Say it. Say the line. I'm going with them. I don't know. I, the like, line was bonkers. Look, again, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know fuck all, but I'm going with moist. We taught you already, man. Moist um, is good. If, yeah. Okay, Achilles, if you were going to watch a Tier 2 team from North America, watch mm -hmm. OXG, by the way. OXG okay. and Moist, this is going to be a giga banger match. OXG has had their number in the past, but like, man, this is going to be a good game. Like, I really think so. But I, I'm, I'm bonk our supremacy, man. Like, bonk our supremacy. I'm just, I'm going with it. Yeah, I mean, they've beaten them twice in the past, as you can see. Also, Verno might be my goat. Also, bonk our supremacy. Okay, but Verno isn't going to be five ping abusing either. Like, we have to take that into account. Where it's like he's five ping abusing everybody else doesn't have five ping i think this is on land so everyone has you know the 10 ping so there won't be as big of an advantage there for some of these teams so like that's another aspect you have to you know take into account that's true but also he might be the goat counterpoint i want to yeah, watch kinda, this man play Gecko good and at the video game. Them. he's very good at the video game yeah i mean i've all right yeah oxygen uh, I'm really big fan of Moist, but Oxygen's just been playing really well all the way back into last year's Challengers. Um, and in the offseason, they've just continued to work with Bonker, too, who's just had, like, what, a whole split now and a whole, basically a whole year with the team. Um, yeah. They're they nail it. I just looked it up on VLR, and I saw that Oxygen beat Moist the last time that they played against each other, and it was really convincing, so I'm changing my vote to Oxygen. Cool. 2-1. <laughs> 2-1 convincing. Hear? I mean, it was like a 13-6-13-9 on the maps they won, right? So, Also, problem, one of Oakshi's best maps was Haven, and it's not in the pool anymore. But but we don't know what pool this tournament is going to be. It might be. They right. played Split Good. Bind Breeze. Those are all it. Yeah, because they had to ban Haven. Okay, let's, let's, let's close out the pickums here. Let, let's go back to our pickums. I think we have a lower bracky match now. Cloud9 versus Moist. Oh, no. The wood chipper. No, Mata's turning on the wood shop. He's gonna have the the webcam microphone on, and they they're gonna beat Cloud Nine. <laughs> uh, I feel like Cloud Nine is the logical choice here. I mean, they they will have had time to like warm up into the tournament. That by this point, you know, the the rust will have been shaken off. I think it'll be a close game again because Moist is good, mm -hmm. but in a rematch, I think Cloud Nine wins. I'm with Cloud Nine as well. Yay! Yay! Finals. Oxygen versus Cloud Nine. MC. Off-season tournament, Cloud Nine takes it. And then they lose the season, and they get the Hundred Thieves curse. Actually, in true Cloud Nine fashion, they'll probably get second. Honestly. <laughs> second at Red Bull, back. second at Tokyo, second in this, second in regular season. Like, you know... It, I don't know. Uh, I again, this is a coin flip. I think OXG, you know, potentially uh, is like a big counter to Cloud9 and how they're going to want to play. Uh, you like, you know, loose style versus like controlled traps, you know, set plays, things like that. Uh, with like high skill on both sides, I think this is going to be a you know sick match to watch. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with Oxygen here. Uh. I don't know why. Mm. I'm just kidding. I, I, the, what you said, MC, is just like perfect to me. The 
and it's also always the teams that I like the most was with the structure and um, less looseness. And I think Oxygen kind of embodies that. I think they beat them. I actually I think also they'll think be that... in great form the entire tournament. Yeah. I, I think this is also like the tournament where it is so there's so much in it for the tier two teams to go crazy right like you've had so few tournaments you haven't been able to play the offseason like cloud nine has you're out here you've been like scrimming a ton and then you get to play on land against these big teams the chance of like there's such a fucking motivator to do well in this tournament and go crazy and obviously cloud nine will want to do well too but i don't think it's mm. the same extent they are they're already probably a little burnt out from how much they've been playing this offseason their eyes are going to be on the the regular season on winning hey, a month off yeah about a month off at this yeah. point Dude, look month how fast is, uh, we all know. ran with the fucking cloud nine's been i like this narrative though i don't know if it's real but i like <laughs> this narrative the head in the I game narrative it. uh i'm isn't i real. mean i'm i'm gonna say c9 real. for the final i think in this context the lower bracket run will come to fruition they'll run it back and they'll be able to take them down Oxy are we flipping a coin in esports no it's three for oxygen. Coin. i mean maybe okay. i don't know I mean, it is a coin flip. Flip the fucking coin. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> it's three Fuck to one. Send Let's it. flip the coin. <laughs> uh, Cloud9's right, heads again. Heads. Oh, oh, no. Well, they're going to lose. It's fine. What are you calling? Fine. What are you calling, Bala? I said Oxygen's heads. I Dude, like can oxygen. we make the coin blue? Please. Please. Whoa, this Please. is crazy. And if... Make it... Oh. oh. And if it comes up blue, that means Cloud9 wins. All right. Oxygen is heads. What? I thought you were ready for Oxygen. No fucking way. It's I told oxygen, you. Bro. I don't lose coin flips. Oxygen winning it all. Y'all can hire me to be an assistant coach if you want to win every single map veto coin flip. <laughs> we'll go $20 right now. Flip it again. Call it, Bala. <laughs> no. We're gambling I live on YouTube. I, I'm, I'd be, I'd, I'm, I'm happy to watch this. <laughs> Dude, Seth loves gambling. All right, let's do it. Uh, it's true. $20, call, call it. What, what color? Can we gamble on this Edge. website? Heads. Heads. Come on, baby. It's yes! <laughs> MC undefeated in coin flips. Not when it mattered, but Not right here, mattered. right now. Yeah. <laughs> right here, right now. He's pretty good at it. Anyways, that's Ludwig Terra I would guess that getting $20 over a fucking prediction is probably... No more gambling! More. We're moving on. That's going to be a fun off-season tournament to watch. Should be super close matches. Make sure you tune in this weekend. Violent tone shift is Riot already failing the game changer scene. In 2020, you do the one you wanted to do. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, I forgot I said I wanted to change the one. Never mind, else. guys. Uh, we're tone shifting back. You'll never guess this. We haven't talked about it yet. And no we one knew this was going to happen. No, no one knew this was going to happen, Kurt. This is a fucking surprise. Put the breaking news thing up. Oh, shit. It's fucking breaking news. No one could have predicted that Bustio is joining oh. 100 Thieves. <laughs> oh, my Are we God. Shocked, yeah, I am pretty shocked. Okay, the the funniest we, thing about this is watching Rooney's stream yesterday. Rooney's in a ranked game with Bustio, and he's streaming. Bustio's asked the other team. They're up like 7-0, Can you guys just forfeit? I need to be on Twitter for an announcement in like seven minutes. <laughs> like middle of the rank game with like him, Cryo, whoever. He's just like, guys, I need to be on Twitter in seven minutes. Can we just like just forfeit? You're not winning this anyways. 
That's awesome. <laughs> they, Pussy has been trolling for like two months with this announcement. Just absolutely not caring whatsoever. And, I think we uh, should just move on because we all knew that this was a thing. Like, it, it, no, what, we oh, didn't. Wait, wait no, what? We didn't. How did you know? Oh, I. Uh, look, can we just. This isn't worth talking about. Like, it's fucking. Everyone knew this was going to occur. I think. Dude, you know, you've been drinking way too much whiskey, bro. <laughs> I'm not. What are you talking about? This is the most obvious shit in the world. Making stuff up, man. Dude, take a, take a fucking lineup test right now. Walk straight through your room. <laughs> Put his camera full screen. Fucking, like, what do you want me to do? Like, one foot in front of the other, like, say your ABC's backwards. Dude, look at him stumbling. He couldn't Dude, this guy's fucking blasted on the podcast. That's crazy. You can't hear anything you said. Anyway. Looking cute. Thank you. MC's been flirting with you for the last five minutes. Yeah. Well, you, you know what? Know I want to I want to give you a kiss. Anyway, this was the most obvious shit that I've ever seen in my goddamn life. I'm uh, going to be so shocked uh, when we see 100 Thieves play with this guy at Ludwig Tarek. Who would have seen this coming? Cool. Let's Wait, 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 go. wait. That guy's in the video too. What? What guy? The, the, the guy in the hat, go back. Zix, Zix, Zix Wait. and Bustio were on EG together? Wait, a coach the guy in the hat. Oh that, my God. that guy's on 100 Thieves too! I mean, Zix busted him out of jail. <laughs> That's fucking Dude. Literally, in the video. This team is Boom, gonna be there it crazy. Is. Predicts them to get the first core. rounded at Ludwig Tarek. <laughs> 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 I think Seth has a point at this point. Seth, do you have a point? His point no. is we should move on. Yeah, yes, like this is I just agree. dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, we that's all... a great point. They, so speaking they all of knew what dumb moves, happened. speaking yeah. of dumb moves, we can either transition and it fits on all three on of the any of the rest things. of the topics we have. But let's talk about the game changers one. For those privy to Twitter.com, you'll have seen that Mel put out this. Well, before even Mel put out any statements, uh, Riot announced the Game Changer Circuit for next year. It's extended. It's starting earlier. It's ending later. People are speculating probably similar timing for GCC as last year. Uh, it's going to be no longer with the Knights. It's going to be produced by by Radiant, which is cool. Which Huge is win. like this. Really the, cool for those that don't know, that's a company that's headed by uh, Sapphire Heather, who's one of the observers who's like observed like every single event in Valorant ever, and she's the goat and also very passionate about uh, marginalized gender esports. So that's pretty cool. And it's also going to be the, the same production team that was running it for the first year it was around. So that's a W. What's not a W? is the changes to the scheduling. And this is where we get to that long Mel thread. And essentially what she went over was that Riot has been talking for the last little while about how their goal with NA Game Changers and with, with Game Changers as a whole is to create parity in co-ed competition, to have players who previously played in Game Changers, women competing at the top level of Valorant, playing in Masters, playing in Challengers, whatever it may be, ascending that ladder. And that that's the goal for GC to have GCP a stepping stone for teams to play in challengers in the co-ed sphere. And what she's saying here is that it's kind of a step away from that in the scheduling that we're having right now that is putting teams that want to compete in both tier two co-ed and game changers at a disadvantage because the GC open qualifiers are at the same time or directly after the NACL qualifiers. NACL is 
in conflict or directly after game changers as well so you're kind of put in a position where if you want to play both you're having to practice double for for back-to-back -back events that are pretty much right next to each other that makes it way more difficult to be able to be in your best form for one of these challengers qualifiers than if you're a team where that can be your only focus so for teams like hers with shopify who have already proved by the way that they are the best team in the world in this circuit winning the championship doing so dominantly they're in a position where unlike other regions like an emea they're not even getting an invite to the main event they're still being forced to go back and play through the open qualifiers to go through that same slog to be able to, to even make it into the gc circuit and that's kind of putting a damper on what Riot has been saying as their goal for Game Changers, which is to have that parity among GC teams. And it really feels like a, a step backwards here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, when you go through point by point, she gives solutions to almost everything too, um, which is which is nice, uh, specifically like just trying to make the Game Changers qualifiers after the Challengers one, which is the more... Um, important one for teams like hers in particular, but yeah, I mean, just thinking about this, Riot is the TO for both. Like, they're not actually the TO for for Game Changers um, or or Challengers, but they control it, right? They control the scheduling, they control um, uh, everything about it. So it's weird that they're having kind of these conflicts without um, truly thinking about it in terms of what makes it more difficult for these teams that are playing in both. Um, I don't think that that has been a priority, and I think that's why you have these issues. With that being said, like playing two leagues at the same time is just going to be really hard, regardless of, especially ones that are as long and um, like what the game changes one. There's two open qualifiers, and then there's a, a the main events. Like that is significant amounts of time um, to invest in either, right? So you're just you're talking about playing basically three different tournaments very similar time frames and they have to be if you want the off seasons to align like mel wants um and they're not actually aligning and they're making the, the thing longer but it's still it's still just really tough to fit any of these tournaments all together at the same time without like overlapping in time slots and stuff like that so i i i, I like i empathize with mel but i also see like how this is just a really tough position sure. anyways um for well, I think teams. her the main complaint every everyone's skipping over is she's not like it, it, the timing of everything is that they're gonna have to play this and then go into the qualification. So it's like instead of like every other team that there's no you know film or whatever on them, it puts them at a severe disadvantage because they're going to play this entire qualifier and then go into the qualifier. And, yeah. and so like that is one of the biggest things about this and you know i talked about it with the madrid qualifier and some of these off-season tournaments this is the same situation where it's like not only do they have to play this to you know progress in their circuit but it's like an arguably you know just as important if not more important qualifier is right after the fact yeah. where it's like the difference between them beating out some of these teams or not may come down to that these teams can watch what they're doing beforehand. And that, you know, that's a pretty significant disadvantage. Uh, and like that, that is a huge problem uh, for them to be able to overcome right now. Yeah, and I think it is really difficult to get this schedule right. I do kind of empathize with the decision making there because having two open qualifiers, having all of this stuff to fit in and not trying to double up on viewership is tough. But Mel gives some really good solutions, in my opinion, that would 
fix this. The, the first one is just the, the inconsistencies across the board that, that Riot is coming up with. Because the EMEA Game Changers teams uh, that made it to GC Champions, G2 and BBL, they're going to be receiving a direct invite into the main Game Changers event in Europe. So that means that they won't have to play those two qualifiers ahead of their challengers qualifiers if they want to play. They won't have that same disadvantage because last year they proved that they were the best two teams in their region and made it international. That seems like a great solution for the teams that are most likely but to be the most competitive at a top level. Is, the EMEA structure is completely different, though. They have a contenders That's league, true. and then they have the main event. That's too, true, so yes. It, it's completely different. But and... I still feel that like what she's saying is, is even if Valid. it's tournament-based, yes. yeah, I still feel like if you're a top two team, you should be one 100%. of the eight automatically. But but just yeah, think but about how that changes like, how it works. Comparing it to Europe and things like that isn't valid. Sure, sure. But I, I think the point still stands that an invite system would be a, a good direction to yeah. take there. And, and Riot has done uh, invite systems like that in the past. Like yes. re remember in back in, the, in 2021, like literally all the teams that made it through after like the Sentinels one where they made it to Iceland and then they had to play through that qualifiers. All of a sudden those teams were getting pushed deep into the, the, the closed qualifiers or maybe even the main event back then. Like it, it, it happens and they've already had solutions. So it's weird to me. Like the biggest thing is just change the order. Like do the challenges qualifiers first and then the yes. game changes one. Like it's simple. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it also like the, the other point she's bringing up here beyond that one, which really does seem like it would have just been a super easy fix, especially because a, a lot of what she's saying in here is that Riot was like having meetings with her and her teammates and, and other people in the GC scene and were being given this feedback directly and just didn't really take it into account coming into this year. But the, the other factor as well is that the, the length of the season is looking like, again, GC's ending in October. That means it's likely going to be something similar where like late October, November, they'll be GC champs. So it's the same situation where the, the GC offseason is kind of being pushed out into like the middle of the offseason. And, and there's a trade-off there because okay. one thing that we've talked about is that positioning is really nice because it, uh, like what Riot has said, is it makes people miss Valorant. It gives more viewership, more eyes directly in letting that event be a spotlight. But the trade-off there is that the transfer window isn't synced up. So it makes it a lot harder for, for GC players to try and make that move up to a Tier 2 team, to a, to a Tier 1 team, if those opportunities are given just because of the, the scheduling of it. I, I think mm -hmm. if that was the same as it was this year, it would be a much bigger problem. But I'm pretty sure Challengers is year-round year now, right? So there will be Challengers events all throughout the, yeah. the the regular off season, so I don't think that will be as big of a problem as um, like it seems. I I I do think the unfortunate reality is that these teams that are playing game changers and trying to compete for challengers just gonna be playing year round, which sucks. Um, but yeah, I mean the transfer window stuff is definitely hard, especially if you're trying to make the jump from game changers to like tier one. But um, in terms of challengers teams, I think they're they're open to make changes throughout the entirety of the the, the season now, and the entirety of the year, I would say, because yeah. of the changes that happened this year. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's a big one. But to kind of surmise, I think that the biggest thing is it's just silly that the GC qualifier is before the challengers one. For for that challengers qualifier meaning so much, I feel like it would just make sense for it to just be first, and it would negate the majority of these problems pretty easily. You should yeah. just auto qualify the GC winner of the region into the respective challengers region. Fuck it, let's just mm, send I'm, it forward. Like, fuck yeah, I'm so down for that. I'm not gonna lie.
Um, but that that yeah, I, again, that's the sort of thing that you would expect when the the you know everybody involved with Riot Esports is like, yeah, we want to try to bridge the gap between the two teams, but we but then they go and they walk it back by saying, but we want it to happen organically and blah blah blah. And that's the I think that is the main point here for Mel. It doesn't feel like they're really doing yeah. anything to help bridge the gap. In fact, they're in most cases hindering it. Um, just just send them forward and then just see what happens. You know, I, I think that that would be better overall rather than having them play two qualifiers at once. Like that's annoying as shit. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I feel like that that wraps it up. Some some good points made by Mel. Uh, Riot continuing to, I think, make some 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 not quite on base decisions for game changers that is making this goal that they've set out and that I think is a goal, a shared goal with all the top players in the GC scene, making it difficult to make that happen. So hopefully in the future that can be better. But let's move on. It is Rama Monday, baby. Is it Monday? I don't know. Maybe. There's Tuesday. another thing. It's Tuesday. Drama Tuesday. That's famously the day it's it is. It's Wednesday for me. Leviathan. Remove Nazwar from the starting roster. We've gotten a lot more details about these rumors. We've gotten some translated statements coming out here that we can take a read of. Leviathan, they put out this official statement. I'm going to try and summarize it a little bit here. They basically said... Please read this word for word. I famously speak Spanish, so I'm going to say that the decision about continuing a player, a coach, or a roster is always difficult. It was determined that Nazwar did not continue in the starting lineup, and we moved him to a substitute. We went to opt for a different player. We understood the decision may affect many people because it affects us in the same way. In relation to the moment, it was communicated to the player... We want to clarify it was not something we planned. We knew it was our mistake and that it happened in this way. This is why we apologize publicly. And then they say, we're very grateful for the time Nas were spent on the team, et cetera, et cetera. It'll be communicated better in the future. Kind of a blanket, like normal corporate statement to put this out a around a thing. weird situation. I- I've been following this very much from the sidelines because on my league. Uh, obviously, I've been I've been interested in, in Leviathan because they look like a really really fucking strong team. So it's like somebody that have my eyes on and everything. Um, but I haven't followed this situation the closest. But this does feel very bizarre because there's been multiple sides to the story. Um, so I'm also happy to like be a part of this and get some additional insight into what's going on because it just feels so weird. Yeah. Did, has anyone been following this more closely that can, can try and give some, some context? Because it still feels like it kind of came out of nowhere really randomly, especially because they, they were just playing in that off-season event. Uh, the Superdome did really well there and I think won that event. And then now we're, we're coming through and we're seeing this not only roster changes happening, but being in kind of a weird way. I, I, honestly, like I've been trying to follow and I, I still have no clarity because it's it's shit slinging from like multiple different angles at this point too. Like King King came out and said, "Oh, it's the org's fault. Like we're sorry that this happened, but like, it's Leviathan wanted to handle the issue in a weird spot." And I think that's what you know they said in their official statement was them trying to like um, make it so that they communicate more clearly and better time. Because I think the time thing that they're talking about is like that it happened right before Christmas. But what was from all the rumors we heard before? It was a player decision, so we're we're a little. Yeah. I'm in limbo. I don't know what's true, and I I think it's just a complete implosion internally that they're going to have to deal with and figure out how to move past um, now that they have what 
everybody is assuming is calm signing on the roster. Well, I, I think the weird thing is as well, there's like a, you know, this complete rumor mill probably, but that's what I'm here for. Um, that Aspis, when this happened, wanted to leave with Nowsworth and then wasn't able to because right. of contractual obligations. And so, like, there's obviously some form of rift or disagreements or whatever inside the team. That's a very normal thing to happen inside a team. Players not liking each other, potentially coaches, potentially staff. Like, it, there's so many things we can't understand. I really hope, though, this was a performance-based decision instead of a, hey, a world champion that we were potentially going to get before is available again, should we consider this? Because I think Nazareth was a very underrated part of this team. He kind of got overlooked a lot throughout the last year. He's been really good for them. His, uh, you know, flex, his ability to play different things is really strong. And again, they looked pretty good at Superdome. But like, you know, we can't know what's been going on. We They could be losing every single scrim. They could be doing all these things. It's just a really bizarre situation in general. And like, I, I don't know if I agree with this one. Like, I, I feel like, you know, don't, I just don't know. Like, it just feels very weird because the players are like, it's the org, it's a player decision, it's the org decision. And then the org's like, oh, we have to release something to like, hopefully cover this up. But it's just like, so weird, everything surrounding this to me. I was going to say, like, didn't Nasor make a comment about it? And this is, this is it, I guess, like. And I mean, honestly, as frustrating as the situation is, I think that he tackled this very maturely and just kind of saying like, you know, I just want to, I just want to follow my path. I just want to be like a good player and everything like that. And he, I believe in the slight scroll up said that this was a overall, like, like he did, he didn't necessarily disagree with the decision or he says that there's no evil that comes from this decision is what the translation says. I don't know how that would like maybe naturally be said, but um, it's so puzzling still to see like this this whole thing happen. Yeah, I I mean, I I am worried reading this that it does seem like it there's a real chance that it was just the org saying what you were saying, MCA, like oh there's a world champ available, let's fuck it, we ball and and sign this player and. I mean, you can kind of understand why they do that. But if, if that's the case, it really feels like it could troll the team dynamics and kind of just like put a shadow over what is going to be this new team now with presumably calm. So yeah, I don't, it's just such a weird place for this team to be going into the season. I mean, but isn't yeah. like, isn't the org controlling and making a play like that exactly what we want orgs to be doing when it comes to managing teams? Like, not not allowing the players to get hands on on the rosters and like yes being able to I make upgrades. I, I, I when think they it can. is, but I think the way that it came out and the way that it got done, like being right around Christmas, it seems like they weren't having very good. At least from what the players are putting out, it seems like there wasn't clarity with the players as to why this was happening and what's sure, going but, on. But, and... the, but you can't like that stuff. You can't really plan for that or sure. deal with in a good way. Like if calm is available, you got to fucking scoop them up if that's what you want to do. But you can't wait till after Christmas. Otherwise, it can be signed elsewhere. Like that, that's the sort of thing that happens and will continue to happen when you have more GMs and more management focused teams that are trying to make upgrades when they can, when stuff happens like this. So I agree, but I think yeah. this one also feels weird from a public perspective, given that the team that was all already assembled felt like a super team and they already had shown in 
a tournament, you know, an off-season tournament that they could be really dominant and just go through the whole thing without dropping a map. But, but I think that there's a lot more questions around this one with Leviathan, just given that they were looking really good and they had signed really good players. Obviously, Calm, like, I think Calm's fucking amazing. I think he's a fantastic player. But I don't necessarily disagree with it, but I can see where people are kind of questioning the methods that have been or the you know the methodology of like the 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 shift in the roster i i feel like what i'm looking at less so is like the actual meat and potatoes of the move because i i think that was i think if i'm a gm this seems like a pretty good idea to make a move like this i i think it's more an issue of like how the like pr was handled for this one and how like weird information was coming out and like players were making tweets that were making it feels like it let it let this move kind of get out of hand and i know that will kind of always happen sometimes when kind of unilateral moves are made by an organization but it does just feel like they could have handled the way that this got released to the public and the way that it got kind of communicated to players a little bit better i think i think ultimately that we have to all keep in mind that this is not leviathan's issue this is not thieves issues this is not any other teams this is eg's fucking issue because they ruined this goddamn championship team by letting these players go if they had just been able to hold on the comp hold on the demon one hold on the busio just keep the team together and not be a pile of fucking dicks we wouldn't have to worry about this well guess what seth you can rag on eg dicks. more i didn't think they had anyone left to drop but they dropped someone else baby eg have officially laid off their general manager meaning at this point I think EG 2024 from their championship core only has Potter left. I'm pretty sure everyone else is gone now. And it's just the two of them, which is wild to just watch this team get slowly ripped to pieces. This is depressing as fuck. (laughs) That is depressing to look at. He could have at least highlighted the trophy because they get to keep that no matter what, right? Oh, that's, oh. Uh, no, no, the, the the org will put it up in, in on a, on auction, a fucking yeah. pawn shop. <laughs> it's gonna be in the they'll, liquidation. They'll, they'll take it to pawn stars and say, "How much can I get for this?" And the, the fucking guy will come in. Will be actually, he's not an original, and all this kind of Dude, shit. And be, fucking they'll get five dollars for it. I need to call in my expert, and it's yeah. just like Baby Bay walks in the door. He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's the I champions trophy." <laughs> Baby Bay would do great uh, on Palm Stars. He should go get a job there if he can't get signed next year. That's, that's a awesome. great idea. Oh uh, fucking hell! I, yeah, I, EG should disband. I don't know how they're. Um, I don't know how they're gonna run next season. Dude, Jaws gonna win. I, I do. Won't. They won't. Skin money, champs money, everything money that they get from this season will keep them afloat because they got rid of everyone else. Uh, I I have hope from no behind the scenes things that like they're doing a little better on stuff, but they had to like gut like it's very, I don't know. I hate to say the word promising because I fucking do not like EG or anything, but like from what I'm hearing behind the scenes now, like it's in a place that it's going to be better. Hopefully. You can't get much worse. That's my bad. That's my bad. You can be, you can be better about spending money when you spend none of it. So like they're just when you when you just call everybody and you have like no expense like yeah of course you're gonna be doing better this it, they're fucked like I don't think that by, by the end of the year it's not gonna be EG it's gonna be another fucking team they're gonna get acquired it's gonna be something else it has to be 
Everything that we have seen If they were going to get acquired, it would have happened. Didn't, wasn't there a statement or a rumor that came out that, like, they weren't going to let EG, like, off the hook for some reason? It's like, FlyQuest looking to fucking come in. Like, all these orgs looking to come in. It's not like they're not trying to coordinate that. Mid, it's mid not Mid-season happening. acquisition, why not? It could just be a thing where it's, like, getting the paperwork and sorting all that shit out. You mean the stuff Before, that's already been done from the applications from all these orgs that they I'm just saying sorting, sorting everything out as far as a transfer of ownership for a slot, that could take time. It could just I be something that cold. happens mid-season. Yeah. I think that's cool. I, I, I think they're just going to coast off the skin. Yeah. But I, I do want to take a second to say, like, clip it and make sure it we're, like, separating the preying on the downfall between, like, EG's management and the team themselves. I mean, it, it is a place where, like, Potter and Jojima are, like, trapped in prison still and are going to be on whatever this team ends up being, and that sucks that no one would, would pick what EG used to be up and change it, and that they are kind of being left behind, and I wish them the best, but yeah, it's just another another common EG management L. They should both start Patreons, and I will subscribe to them happily at the highest tier. <laughs> just, just go the finesse and psalm route and just try and become like a watch party duo or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be tough to see what, what happens with EG. On that depressing note, though, I think that is all we have for now. And that, of course, leads us nope. to our final segment. Put it back in, Kurt. Put it it's back in. It's why it's weekly award. You want to talk about the Cloud9 fight? I, I do want to talk about this because this is a big fucking deal. Okay, and for, I have for some context, insight on this. Cloud9 announced that they made money in 2023. It was all yay salary, baby. Cutting him fixed the finance sheet. They were good to go. I don't know what what really happened mc what's the score uh, i mean i think the biggest thing is jack gets a lot of shit for you know so many things uh but like at the end of the day it is a business he runs it like a business it's cutthroat and while like you may not agree with most of the decisions the fact that they're getting to this point as an org right now is actually like a huge deal like the mm-hmm. budget that they laid forward when they talked to us about it uh, at the end of the year when everything started to you know implode after the season was, you know, this is the last like cut. This is the last everything. When we follow this, we're going to be profitable as an org from like this point forward. And like for them to go from, you know, what it's been in the Americas and, you know, NA and salaries and whatever to a profitable org, this is actually a really, really big deal, in my opinion. Uh, and like, you know, you're going to see teams start to get closer to this. Uh, Arnold from Gen G has talked about it, that it's like we're in a situation where it's adapt or die right now. And like for an org to already be making steps like this, I think it shows how, you know, savvy and smart that, you know, some of the management is at Cloud9 and Jack. And like they're doing the right things to make it sustainable long term, which is really good as a player and like staff for like that team if you're a part of it. So, like, yeah, that's basically all I had to say. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, right, then they'd literally just ask all their players to, I mean, you, you have insight. This is the rumor was that they asked all their players to take pay cuts last year, um, and that isn't great, uh, especially midseason type of things. Yes. So I, I think, yeah, it is It is a nice framework that they've been able to pull out. And we didn't. Jack didn't say anything about the details or anything like that, like, for example, that we would have with Sentinels. But I think the main assumption here is that they, they you know, they cut down significantly on their, their actual budget, their actual spending, um, and they were able to sell players in CSGO for significant sums of money. Um, so 
that's something that I, I I think yeah, especially when you look at like EG for example, like how the how the fuck they're not able to make <laughs> to, to flip the the boat around when you have championship rosters that literally people are signing and they're just letting them go for free. Um, that's their issue and they're not able to find anything. Whereas Cloud9 is doing the right thing over here. Like it's two different, it's two similar situations where the money's running out, they're not getting sponsors and whatever, and you're able to you see Cloud9 do the right thing and be able to actually come out successfully and EG just completely tank and go the opposite direction. I, I think that's the nice thing about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. This is a tough spot because I think most of it is cost cutting, which I don't necessarily think is a good I mean, cost cutting is never a good sign, but you know, like MC was saying, like when you're a business owner, you're a business owner and like you have to try to maintain things. And most people haven't been able to do that. And like I've known Jack for, I don't even, probably at this point, going on nine years is from probably the first time that I ever met him. And he always came across to me, like when I was working for Team Liquid, as one of the best owners at the time, at least in esports. And I think that he's kind of like maintained that. It's just far as having a, overall good vision of how to build an organization and maintain it and i'm you know there's 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 happiness and sadness kind of to the news of it because yes a lot of it does come from cost cutting and that kind of thing but um we need to start seeing esports orgs have some fucking profitability or sustainability so even if it is, you know, bittersweet for the, the, the players and whatnot, um, being able to see somebody at least break even uh, gives some level of hope that this thing, that the ship could run, that it can stay afloat, I guess. Esports orcs having money is good. Also, re-sign this roster. It's, <laughs> it's good as, I mean, I'm about to go down a rabbit hole here, but like if you're, selling, if you're selling your CSGO players or your CS players for uh, insane amounts of money, then you know where that money's coming from. And it's not as good as we might think. Yes. But sure. I mean, we, we also had them next selling year, tens or loaning yeah, next tens. Year, next year, they're with the, the budget and everything they're on, uh, they're projected to be profitable. Like they're at worst break. Uh, this is only from knowledge of Valorant, but like they're at worst break even with Valorant, which is a pretty, you know, big thing. And we talk about salary cuts and whatever, you know, they're still making, you know, a, a livable, like a very comfortable, you know, everything. I, I will say like knowing the actual numbers that, you know, they're taken care of very well. Their housing is paid for, you know, meals are paid for. So they're not spending money in California. Plus they're making the money on top of it. Like, and it is more than what, you know, everyone's like, league minimum, league. it's not, like, I'm telling you it's not. Uh, they're, they're doing still pretty well. Not as well as in the past for NA, but compared to the rest of the world and everything like that, it is probably still higher than a lot of, you know, organizations. I, 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 will, I will back that up, and this is the last thing I'll say on the topic, I guess, is, like, my, again, hands-on experience with Cloud9 was that they were always very willing to take care of people. And make sure that, you know, if they were unhappy with a contract or something like that, that they would help facilitate like a pretty easy leave of that. But also like when you were within one, that they would take care of you really, really well. So having seen it, I'm happy to see Jack take the org to be in a, you know, a profitable direction. And I can only hope that more orgs will be able to do that in the future. Yes. 
Cool. It's a All right. bright spot. Esports yeah. orgs. They have money. Shout out to Cloud9. This episode was sponsored by Cloud9, I guess. <laughs> At least this segment was. The shilling for Cloud9 is done, though. And this episode will be, too. After our one last segment. Bye, sweet. What, what is this award? Who, who is winning this? And why are they winning it? There's no information on who. What, it, what is this for? What is this for? But it's why it's weekly award. <laughs> what is that it's, for? It's got to be a debate team in high school, obviously. Uh, you got, know, or like, I think that's the trash fucking gavel, bro. That thing, the handle was like, dude, that's a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, the mean, thing. Yeah, okay. at, the, at the fair to like yeah, hit the bell. I was thinking too. Then uh, maybe it's for polo. Polo, yep. Oh, for a second. I thought the water. Don't hit, you don't hit the horse with it. You hit Wait, the ball. What is water polo? What are you have to do watching? I don't know. Water polo. Water, is, water polo is polo, but you're in the pool. In what, but are, then, are you the horse? And the normal though? polo you're is when you're on the horse. Are you the horse or are you the guy with the You don't get a in stick. Water polo. You're the. There's, there's no horse. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> the horses would drown. If it has a. No, horses can swim. Where's Marco in all this? Wait, uh, Seth, do you not know horses can swim? In the corner away from you. And yes, of course, I know that horses can swim. So why are you but... saying they're going to drown in water polo when the pool's like four feet deep? Because water polo is played in deeper pools and also the horses would have to swim for an absurd amount of time. With somebody on your right can swim that long. Yeah, but we weigh less than horses. Oh, it's with That's not how buoyancy works. Anyway. Horses can float. Who the fuck uh, wins the award? Who anyways, wins the award? I, I think we need to end this episode. Uh, let me see. It's, Who wins it's this three award? in the morning for me. Checks notes. Congratulations to Ender for winning this Wyatt Weekly Award for leaving League of Legends. That's why he's winning it, I suppose. Uh, we love Valorant. This is a big win. We have to split this one. Oh, to Achilles. And Achilles. It's Sancho a 50-50 award. Was was unable to attend this episode, and Achilles left joking the gay bar that, thank you. to hang out with us. <laughs> Literally, that's what you did, right? He did do that. <laughs> yes. He's happily married, but just, you know, chilling out. I was at a gay bar. It was a, hey, it was a cool-ass bar. They made good highballs. Yeah. What can I say? That sounds great. Uh, but yeah, Ender's joining VC America's leaving League of Legends. Good for him. Like Valorant. Very big. And Achilles. Great caster. Yeah, he's very good. Big fan of Chrissy. Uh, and Achilles stepped into this episode. So you guys can, like, split. One of you can have the anvil, and one of you can have the gavel from that award. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. All right. We need to let Seth go to bed. Seth, Matt, thank you guys both for coming on this episode. Yep. Always happy to be that here. That does it. Once yeah. again, guys, this this was MCE, uh... my new duo. <laughs> exactly. Like sure, Achilles and I just do everything. <laughs> I don't right, mind. Look at him. He's so cute, like all the time. The glasses, everything put together. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna me give up you a... He balances out also my bad looks. Before yeah, getting here. I was we're the gonna... one buying them the highballs. Oh, I'm going to give you a smooch on the cheek the next time All I right, see you. All right, we're going to let them go do that. Reminder, this episode was sponsored by ExpressVPN. You can go to expressvpn.com slash Valorant if you want a great VPN and to support the show. Thank you guys so much for watching. It was Plot Chat Ep Valorant episode 161. We'll ba be back for 162, which will be after the Ludwig Derek tournament. So we'll have an event to talk about. Yippee! <laughs> All right, goodbye.